I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode 20 of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. Today we're talking about the holidays. And Nance's singing. <laughs> but don't worry, there won't be any more singing in this episode. We don't want to turn off any listeners. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> we're talking about the holidays. Thanksgiving came and went and everybody's getting into that holiday spirit now. So we thought this was a very timely time to talk about some gift giving and gift getting in our viewpoint on how we think about the holidays. Yeah, what really is the reason for this season, people? That's what we're here to talk about. So we're gonna think of some things that we think of when we think about this time of year. And you listening, we would love for you to think of three things. Top three things that you think of when you think of the holiday season. I'm going to go first. I know mine. My favorite, which will bring tears to my eyes inevitably every single year, is watching our child see the tree on Christmas Day. I love watching her eyes light up and she just can't wait to open the gifts. Sometimes she's very cautious. Sometimes she just rips them open. And I just love to watch the process of it all. It's like sometimes, don't you wish as an adult that you could get that excited about just about about anything? Anything, <laughs> like, anything in life, it's really. Like, yeah, it's like we're excited that she's excited. Like, right. Oh my gosh, like head exploding. There's yes. no, There's no better feeling for me. I think it's the sweetest thing. Yeah, and she's seven and a half for reference right now. so yeah, right we're still kind of in the in the sweet spot for that what's one that you think of uh for me it's definitely the nostalgia so it's uh the yearly rituals and the things you get used to uh that every year on christmas or every year on thanksgiving you do whatever stay in pjs until noon Stay in PJs till <laughs> noon with my family. It, it's you know I'm from Nebraska, so it's on Christmas for sure. It's like a big piece of beef. Watch a some meat football. Hangover. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you, the big piece of beef, and then the meat hangover is definitely a ritual. But seeing all the family and getting together, that just the sense of nostalgia for that, and 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 definitely the places that we would go to because we. Right. Neither of us, we don't live in the states we grew up in, so part of the nostalgia is also going back to where you came from. And right. I always thinking about things too that you used to do. Yeah, yeah. And you drive down a street you haven't driven down in a long time or you see an old friend maybe at the bar the night of Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. And so for me, nostalgia is definitely one of them. Okay. That's a good one. I think about when we were little, my parents would always drive us around to all the people's houses and look at the lights. Not that it was any big deal at all, but we'd be playing it was Easy 101, I think, whatever that was. I think Delilah's on there now. But we would listen to that and drive and watch people's houses. And it wasn't really that big of a deal, but we usually have our PJs on. And my parents loved it. And I always thought it was really cheesy. And I probably complained a lot. But looking back, that was a really, really sweet memory. Hmm. You made a memory. I made a memory. Maybe it's because you complained so much and it made like a negative memory at the time. It <laughs> seared itself into your brain. But now you're like... Actually, that was kind of cool. <laughs> Probably. I just said it today, didn't I? We were on our walk and I said, 
oh, we should uh, go around the neighborhood and like look at people's houses. That's right. Gosh. <laughs> Becoming my parents. <laughs> I think we all are. Oh, man. <laughs> so growing up, it's interesting. We just want to talk about childhood a little bit because when we were discussing this episode, we found that how I grew up has actually kind of reversed my way of gift giving and the holidays and Dave's reversed also, but we are completely opposite. Hmm. So when I grew up... So we started off opposite and then we became each other, which was then also the opposite. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? Wow. That's funny. So Strong. it's interesting to talk about your spouse with this too, because you might not have the same viewpoint. Mm -hmm. For me, when I grew up, we didn't really put a big focus on gifts. My parents were small business owners and so whenever their business did well, we'd have maybe a couple more gifts under the tree, but it was never a huge amount. Sometimes I see the trees and I'm like, oh my gosh, their whole tree is covered. That's amazing. But for us, it was a gift from Santa and a couple of gifts from my parents. And if they did really well that year, then maybe we got a couple extra gifts, but it was always very modest. Then once my grandparents passed away, when we were teenagers and going into college, my parents started taking the money that they would use for Christmas, and we would go on a fabulous family vacation. We went to Hawaii a lot. We went on cruises together. One year, my brother and sister and I went to Europe, and we made it a big thing to always travel on the holidays. It wasn't very crowded in the places because a lot of people were staying at home, and so it was easy for us to travel during those times. And that then made a memory for us as well. Dave's story is a little bit different. Yeah, so both my parents were the first born in their families in the U.S., so they came from, they were their families of immigrants. And in their cases, for both of them, it meant they didn't have a lot of money growing up. So when it came to the holidays and things like that, getting a bunch of gifts under the tree, that just that just was not a thing for them as kids. And so when they had kids of their own, they had my sister and I, there was just the two of us uh, growing up, getting gifts and having a lot on Christmas morning under the tree was like a big thing for them. And I think part of it was sort of swinging the pendulum from what their childhood experience was because they... It meant uh, success to them, probably. Probably. It way. felt successful to mm -hmm. them, and it was trying to give us the childhood that maybe they felt like they missed out on a little bit or maybe wanted. And so, yeah, I mean, we had it, we had it great. I mean, we had lots of gifts as a kid, but I would say we didn't travel a ton. I mean, we traveled a little bit here and there growing up, but compared to Nance's family, it was like... It paled in comparison to the amount of travel that you got to do. Right. We did a lot. And now it's interesting because now I actually love giving gifts. I love it. It's one of those things where we didn't really put a focus on it when we were younger. And now that I'm able to give gifts and we have enough, um, luckily, good fortune in order to give gifts, I really enjoy it. And Dave finds it kind of stressful. I do. I do. So that gift giving that was so great as a kid, and it was awesome when I didn't have a job or any money and I wasn't expected to get gifts. I just kind of was the receiver. I was like, oh, this is great. But then once I got to be in my 20s, and, and then you start having to buy 10, 15, 20 gifts for people, yeah, it was stressful. I'd have to have a whole list, and I'd have it was like this sense of relief once I'd gotten something for everybody. And I, I don't think I can remember a single gift I ever got anybody. I don't, I can't, I don't think I could think of one. <laughs> it was probably stressful because then you do force buying. 
right? Like you're looking for the person to buy for and you're like, oh no, I don't have anything for them yet. Now I have to get something. Mm -hmm. And that something maybe not isn't something that they would use or something that they would like. And it's just a thing. Yeah, it was checking a box. I mean, right. it really was. Yeah. So now that you know a little bit about our backstories, we can talk a little bit about how we sort of figured out how to come together and approach the holiday season, you know, now that we have a family of our own. Right. And decreasing stress while still um, maintaining a budget and trying to be still festive around the holidays. And also make it work and not necessarily apply the template of each other's family when we go visit our, our extended family and not necessarily mean we have to apply that template to the other person's family and kind of right. being being a little malleable and flexible where we need to be. Exactly. Yeah. If we, we always alternate. So it, for example, this year would have been Christmas with my family and Thanksgiving with Dave's family. Obviously we're in a different time right now. And then we flip flop every other year. Mm -hmm. When we do my family, we don't, we haven't shared gifts with adults since I was in college. Like I mentioned, we always traveled. It's a very simple year when we have Christmas at my family. So we don't do gift exchanges. We really focus on the kids and and then for Dave's family, since we'd be shipping things, we focus on the kids as well. Mm -hmm. So that year is quite simple. But on the opposite year, we know that gift giving is important in Dave's family. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what Dave's parents choose to do that year and um, his sister and her family, then that's what we do. We, we get gifts and it's really fun and we still enjoy it. But then we also do it on a budget as well. Yeah. And if you remember in an earlier episode, for anybody that's been listening along to all of these, we talked about the five love languages. Mm -hmm. And it's the way people like to receive love or feel loved. And one of the five love languages is gifts. Some people, that makes them feel loved. And so for certain families, like for mine, that is in a way a way they express love for each other is by gift giving. You don't necessarily have to buy the perfect gift every year, but it's the intent behind it. And that actually has some meaning. And some cultures and religions and such also have an importance for gifts too. And so we're going to be talking a lot about budgets and ideas for those people that are on a budget because this is how we do it. <laughs> um, but for people that aren't on a budget, it's also important to kind of think outside the box. Dave has a great quote for from an author, Daniel Pink. I follow Daniel Pink. He's a great author. He wrote a book called Drive, which is about motivation. He wrote one called When, which is about timing. He, he wrote uh, To Sell as Human. Great author. But anyway, uh, he had this great quote one time, which was about a good use of your money. If you happen to be so fortunate to have enough money where money is no longer a concern, the best thing you can do with your money is spend it on experiences or buy yourself more time or convenience. Right. And for Dave and I, since we don't exchange gifts, when we get to vacation again? that glorious time. I would much prefer a great couple's massage or breakfast in bed or something where there's an experience involved. I don't know, horseback riding through a pasture. I don't know. <laughs> We've never done that. that maybe <laughs> we need to do that. That You thought of that. That's great. No, yeah, we spend more money on experiences. Like we actually don't ever get anything for each other for Christmas or for our birthdays. Really or anytime. Or really anytime, unless we really want to, but not when it's when you're supposed to. But we had this, speaking of breakfast in bed, we had this great experience. If any of you ever want to like spoil yourselves, order room service breakfast in bed at a nice hotel. It mm -hmm. is like the greatest thing ever. 
because the one time, and this was before Cece was born, I got to tell you this is a very quick story. We went to a nice hotel. It was just the two of us. And before we went to bed, we filled out one of those little placards you can put on your door that <laughs> pre-orders your breakfast for the next morning. And you tell them everything you want, and then you put a time on it. And I put that on there, and I put it out on the door. And then we went to bed. And we were up late. We went out to the bars at this hotel. We we really, we overdid it. Okay? I remember talking to different people. And I think when I don't get enough sleep, I'm very, very disoriented. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. aren't we all Nancy? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, the next morning, there is a knock at the door. And I woke up and I'm like, it's like eight o'clock. And I'm like, who is knocking on our door at eight o'clock? I'm just like, which is I, so late now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, before, yeah. Well, yeah, before a child, we kind of tied one on the night before. But anyway, so I stomp over to the door and I open it up and I'm like, what is it? And there's this this guy there and he's got a table and he looks at me and he's like all taken aback and he's like, oh, well, good morning, sir. You ordered breakfast in bed? And I was like, I did. <laughs> I forgot that I put 8 a.m. or that I'd even oh, done it. Goodness. And I was like, right this way, right this way. And it was like, <laughs> he wheels this table in and it's got like bacon and a whole carafe of coffee. It's got the newspaper. It's got toast and <laughs> eggs. And it was just. That was a great time. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I will tell you, like, that is such a great memory. But it's also like, that was more meaningful to, for us to spend a little money on something like that. Clearly, than, since it was 10 years ago and we're still talking about it. <laughs> That was that was maybe the best breakfast I ever had in my life, right then and there. It was really yeah. good. But it was more meaningful than than sort of a throwaway present you may or may not want or need. Another um, thing that's really useful here in Denver, we do something called the Denver Santa Claus Shop, which is the cutest thing. Now during COVID, they'll have you shop and then just drop things off or ship them to them. So you can actually, if you are looking for a means for philanthropy um, during this time, you can do that and you can actually go on to Denver Santa Claus shop and do it online this year. But typically they have a huge warehouse, an old shopping plaza, and they open it up for underprivileged families and the family gets a ticket and they each present is worth a certain ticket amount. So maybe something bigger, like a Barbie dream house might be 10 tickets or something like that. And they'll get a certain amount of tickets and they can go around and shop for their families and it doesn't cost them a thing. And it's the cutest thing ever. And um, we've donated to them for years now and it really just fills our hearts up um, mm -hmm. every year. Yeah. That is the reason for the season. That's right the reason there. for the yeah. season. Giving somebody something that they, they wouldn't normally have. Okay. So now we've talked about if you're fortunate enough to not have to be on a budget during Christmas. But what about if you are on a budget? Typically, Christmas expenses, and I don't even know where they get this number from, but they say it should be 1% of your income. 1% of your income is what you should spend on Christmas? Which honestly seems really high to me. Yeah, did like Walmart and Target like come up with that number? They may have. <laughs> yeah, you should, you know, and if you don't, you should feel guilty. I know. I don't know where that number came from because when I did hours, I like... I don't, I, I, that, I don't know. I just, I don't mm, spend that much on Christmas. Not, not feeling that. <laughs> okay. And in any event, so a way to budget and keep track of things, an easy way is using the app Every Dollar or the app Mint. We personally use Mint, but I've heard really great things about Every Dollar. In these apps, you can actually set Christmas budget. So you can put down the dollar amount. You can write all the people's names of 
the the people that you want to get gifts for, you can write the dollar amount. And as you get them a gift, you can write the dollar amount of that gift. And then you know where you're at on your budget. And you can stay within the budget, which is a really nice way to keep track. And for anybody out there who's a fan of Dave Ramsey, he's definitely a proponent of every dollar. And he's, he's a great listen, especially for people who are trying for the first time to get a little more money literate with how to spend their money and save money wisely. Dave Ramsey is a really great resource, but he promotes every dollar. The other thing for budgeting that I love, we kind of have our families that we buy for. A lot of it is um, for the kids. And then sometimes with my friends, we'll just say, okay, let's just do a little small gesture for each other. And so we'll do that. Wait, you and your girlfriends get each other presents? You know this. I... <laughs> do you know this? I do. I just wanted to make sure that was clear to people. As a dude, we don't we don't even talk about it. It's like it's like with my buddies, it'd be like be like, why did you give me a gift? Right. <laughs> it would be kind of weird for a guy to get another guy a gift. I it, not necessarily, but with the friend with my friends, it would be. With my friends, it would be. They'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Like we are not starting this gift giving thing. Like I could I could do without that sort of stress. Like. <laughs> Well, not, we do, but it's not stressful because it's fun. You know, right. I my girlfriends are the easiest people to buy for, mm. like the easiest. Yeah, so you have fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The other reason I love this small gesture, or even if you have um, family members to buy for, is using small businesses. And this is my plug to support small businesses. And I have a really, really good reason why. A lot of my family and my friends don't live in Colorado. They live on the other side of the country. They live in different states. And it's hard to know exactly what they own. So I'm not over their house every day. So I don't know what kind of dishes they have or what kind of decorations they have or what kind of earrings they have. Kitchen doodads. Like all, all these things, right? Because you're not there every day. You know what they like and you know their taste, but you don't necessarily know everything they have. So when you go to a small business, you're almost guaranteed to find something that they'll love and that they don't have and that they can use. And aren't those the main things for gifts? Like the worst thing that can happen is you get something, I don't know. For me, it would be like a piece of kitchen gadgetry. Is that even a word? Gadgetry, yes. Gadgetry. (laughs) Yes, gadgetry. But that's because you don't really cook. Because I don't cook. Yeah. You know, like if someone got me a panini maker, what we've talked about the panini maker or an Instapot or something like that. You're like, thank thank you. Now I get to try to cook and probably burn it. Um, So I love supporting small businesses for this reason because it's a nice gesture, can be something that they use and it'll be something that they like. And it's generally, you have more opportunity for novelty. Right. right? One of the things I'm doing this year for friends is actually one of our followers is um, a tea company. And it's a tea company that has collagen in their tea, which I think is very valuable for us women in our mid-40s and higher. And I love the idea because they have adorable packaging. I know they're not going to have this tea. And so I know that's going to be a very useful gift. Yeah, so support small business. If you're going to be getting gifts, and especially for people out of state, uh, that's a way to find something more novel. But it's also, you know, the big box stores during this pandemic, let's just take Amazon. They're not like the big box, I guess, but they they have won this pandemic like 10, just so many times over. They don't need any more business, right? Find that small business, they will really appreciate it. They probably need the business. 
And if you want some great ideas for small businesses, look no further than our followers page on Instagram. You will see so many cute businesses with so many unique, authentic, great gifts for Christmas. You'll be amazed. When we talk about receiving gifts, it's important. I don't know any adult right now that would be upset about not getting anything or about getting something that was less than they had expected. Yeah, we're not in kindergarten anymore, are we? Right. If someone got me a pack of Paper Mate flare pens, I'd be really, really excited. They are $3 and <laughs> I would be ecstatic. Dave knows this. Nancy loves her some flare pens. That's I do. For sure. Yeah. I do. And so what the the meaning of this is, is that no matter how big or how small, it's the gesture that counts, not what it is. And if someone didn't get me anything at all, even if I got them something, I honestly wouldn't care because what makes my heart grow bigger is the giving and not the receiving. Yeah, that's right. So if somebody gets you something and maybe it's not something you'll use, or maybe it's something you maybe actively dislike, you're like, why would you get me that? in your brain it's okay to say that in your brain but oh my gosh no matter what the gift is it is so important to show gratitude and be grateful that somebody took some of their time and some of their money to think of you and actually get you something and so i actually had somebody correct me on something like this a few years back in a way that always stuck with me and it wasn't like a christmas related thing but it was about gratitude okay and so I, I was in Toastmasters for a few years, and uh, for one of the meetings, I was the Toastmaster, quote-unquote. So that meant I had to organize the meeting, print agendas, make sure everybody was lined up to have a successful meeting, okay? So as the meeting's getting started, you know, I brought agendas for everybody. I printed them out, and I was ready to go. This gal uh, named Beth comes over, and she hands me some printed agendas, and she's like, oh, I printed some of these for you in case you needed them. And I kind of shrugged her off, and I said, oh, Thanks. Okay. And I was kind of like, whatever was my attitude. And I just sort of set them next to the ones I already had brought because I didn't need them. Okay. But the problem was I was a little dismissive of her when she didn't need to do that. And it was really just to help me out. Okay. And she took the time. She did. She did. She didn't need to do that. Right away, there was this guy in my Toastmasters club named Paul. And this guy was like 75 years old. And he was one of those guys of an age where if he has something to say, he's going to say it, and his filter's gone, right? Mm -hmm. He looks at me from across the room, and from like 10 feet away, he walks over to me, and he says, Dave, anytime anybody does something for you, just thank them profusely and move on. And he said it to me like within seconds of this whole thing happening, and I just kind of looked at him, and I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that was so profound. Such wise words, and most important thing is to always show gratitude. So important. Yeah, that's right. And I am grateful to Paul for actually having the gumption to come up and actually tell that to me in real in real time because it made the lesson all the more valuable. Makes us realize we have wisdom, but not all of it. <laughs> that's right. We're just middle aged. We're, we're not, just middle aged. We're, we're not, not old yet. aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not we're not Gandalf or, or Yoda or something yet. We're on our way. So when it comes to the holidays, remember be thoughtful, be grateful, and remember the reason for the season.